Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. And we have we have the superstar herself, okay? The female legendary marketer out here. Um, Becca Duncan, my friends, is going to be joining us here this morning. And she is going to spill the tea on her crazy success. It has been uh, a real, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, she's absolutely crushed it over the last five months to the tune of multiple six figures and affiliate commissions. And uh, this is the first online venture she's ever done, I believe, but we'll let her tell the story. Becca, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thanks for, so much for coming on. Yeah, everyone's always like, hey, send me your link to the Wake Up Legendary interview. I'm like, oh, I haven't been on it yet. <laughs> We are also going to be speaking at our mastermind coming up, uh, and you spoke at our last virtual mastermind. What's it like to be learning, doing, and then already teaching this? Were you able to do that that quick in uh, chiropractic school? Yeah, no, I was in school for eight years as a chiropractor, and I feel like I know more. Well, I feel like with marketing, there's always so much to learn, you know, and you have to constantly be evolving. But because I'm so passionate about it, and marketing is kind of like subjective and like you can be creative with it versus like chiropractic it's all a science and so there'd be things in chiropractic that i didn't know and with marketing i'm like cool well let's just try this like let's do it so it's been like it's just been so fun like to change from a science background into now marketing it's like crazy but i feel like i just enjoy it so much more yeah you're you would you would break somebody if you just tried or tested something right in the chiropractic profession, it's like, oh, didn't mean to twist your neck that far, right? But here, testing is welcomed, yeah. right? It's actually, we actually say everything is a test. Um, that's that's interesting that you, you brought that up and that you've been able, would you consider yourself uh, more of a scientific analytical brain, less of a creative? What's it been like for you personally to transition into this kind of work? It's actually so interesting. Like if you were to ask me that question six months ago, I would have said a hundred percent. I'm not creative, like a hundred percent science, math only. And like, I feel like this brought out this creative side of me and I feel like I'm pretty natural at it. I mean, it didn't feel natural at first, but then once I got the hang of it, I like can think of all these ideas now. And I just like have released this creative side of my brain that like I never knew that I had. That is so cool to hear because I think so many of us come in thinking that, well, I mean, somebody else has been doing the thinking for me for a few decades. So I don't have, you know, the, the old gears are a little rusty in there. I need to get some WD-40 in there. Or they just literally just say, I'm not a creative person and then begin to talk themselves out of trying new things. Do you agree with that? Yeah. And I did it totally. And I remember when I was listening to like, when I bought the blueprints and I was listening to your talk on like mindset, like the millionaire mindset audio. And you were talking about how, like, if you just want to sit there and let somebody else like tell you what to do, then you can do that. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, like you have to think for yourself. And I remember hearing that and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and now I'm like, I love this. Like I wouldn't change it for the world, but it, it takes some consistency and some practice just like with any skill. 
Well, and you can speak from this from your perspective, being a, a, a doctor, but I mean, we're, you know, you would think that being in that profession, you would be always thinking for yourself. But I, I, I guess you could, you could, you could speak to that, that even people who are doctors, lawyers, some of these, some of these professions in our society that we've all been aiming to get to for many, many decades, that are you saying that you can even get into this place to where you kind of get complacent and just kind of go into, um, you know, daily monotonous mode. And I think you said, uh, in your, in your questionnaire that we asked you before the show, uh, you said that you were actually kind of terrified at the thought of doing that for the rest of your life. Can you say more about, what actually motivated you to even be open to this and then pursue this and then eventually get started with our education and take action on it? Like, what was that, what was that fear that you had? So I really, I hadn't even been practicing for long. Like I had just graduated school a couple years before I started the legendary program. And, um, like after a year, when I first graduated, I was so passionate. I was like thriving. And then within six months, I'm like, all right, but we'll just keep going. And then a year into it, I'm like, I, this like, I've been doing the same thing every single day for a year. And then I just kind of had this like life crisis. I feel like where I was like, we're actually supposed to do this every single day for 40 years, like to retire with hopefully some small amount of retirement. I'm like, I like, I cannot do this for the next 30 something years of my life. And like, it brought me into like this depression. And I would like every Sunday, I'm like, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. And like every like lunch break, I'm like, I don't want to go back. And it just was like, I couldn't do it anymore. Like what, as soon as I realized that I didn't want to do this for like 30 something years, it just like was a downward spiral of like just me hating everything. <laughs> right. It's like once you saw it, you couldn't unsee it type of thing. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. I like would scroll on TikTok a lot. I actually kind of credit me finding this to being like depressed because to numb my mind, I would scroll on TikTok. And I found Camilla talking about this. Um, and I don't mean to laugh, but like, I mean, it's so true. This, this is how life works, man. It's like you turn your struggles into your strengths if that's what you want to do. Like you can either lay in it, but life is full of ebbs and flows. You know what I mean? And I just love this story. But so you're, you're depressed and you're scrolling. Yeah, just literally numbing my mind because I don't want to be alone in my own thoughts. <laughs> and like me being depressed at work, it just kind of transferred into everything too. Like I wasn't present with my daughter. I just was chronically stressed. So I saw Camilla talking about this, followed her for a few months. And then like one day, and I was like, maybe I'll try that. Who knows? I'll keep following her. I think you her. just said something key though. I just wanted to point out, I followed her for a couple of months. I just want to come back to that you know, later because I'm going to write it down because 
I think so many folks come in and when they don't see immediate results, they don't realize that people are following you for a couple of months. So let's come back. Do you agree? I want to yeah. note that. That's important, right? I mean, people are watching you. I mean, maybe, screw it. Let's not come back because I'm, I'm going to forget it anyways. We'll come back to you. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? Like, that's like a big deal. Like that yeah. people are watching you for a period of time. And when you get started with something new, there's gonna be probably a couple of weeks, couple of months. I mean, you've turned out to be the most serious person of all. You're, there's nobody that's more serious about this and treating it like a business more than you. And you still watched and, and watched Camilla like that for a couple of months. Like that's just, that's just interesting to me and powerful. And how many people that follow you do you think are following you for a period of time, whether it be even months before they're actually like t even opting into a landing page, you know? Yeah. I have somebody who followed me for a few months before they like bought the $7 challenge and they would ask me all these questions. Like, what is it like? Just so many questions. And then finally, like, she didn't talk to her again after that. And then a couple months later, she's like, I just got my first commission. I'm like, I didn't even know you did it. That's awesome. But so it definitely, I think it's natural. Like you, you want to kind of, it's not natural to want to just jump into something you don't know anything about. Like you want to totally. scope waters and that's, yeah. and that's and natural. That's what you were doing with Camilla as well, which I joked in the virtual mastermind that the doctor was scoping out the nanny, right? And yeah. her life. It's kind of interesting in 2023, you know, when technology has sort of disrupted the, the, you know, it's like, man, it's like, and I, and I used to see this at network marketing events and stuff when I was younger and I was going to <clears throat> big, you know, raw, raw events. I'd never seen anything else where a, you know, doctor, a lawyer would be holding a, a microphone in front of a guy who just rolled out of a trailer, you know, but made $10,000 his first month as an entrepreneur. <laughs> and the, and the, everybody's going, tell me, tell me how you did it because I want to get out of this 14 hour a day rat race. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And we were like so ingrained in our brain to think that you have to trade your time for money. So as soon as we see somebody coming up with this new way to make money online, even not new, you know, I mean, affiliate marketing has been around since the eighties. They're like right. scam. I'm like, it's really not. You're just very like trained and ingrained. Totally. In I know it's like such a robotic response, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's like fighting against our own best interest as well, you know, because we are so, we're so protective of these very antiquated ideas and values that we've been that have essentially been passed along through the last couple of generations like yeah. that's where they came from like the last couple of generations were which were really difficult generations for our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents i mean you're talking about multiple world wars you're talking about um you're talking about the great depression you're talking about civil rights you're talking about yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're talking about a totally different time. And now it's just society has moved forward so fast in the last just yeah. couple of decades that it's like people absolutely still have old software, the old operating systems that they're running on. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved how in the business builder challenge, you really like 
you brought that to my attention like when um like you had the interview on there with Robert Kiyosaki and he was talking about how like poor people stay poor because this is what they've been taught and like it's our subconscious minds like we don't even realize that this is how we're acting and I'm like yeah. oh my gosh like duh like it was just like light bulb went off it's just like crazy but once you well, open your mind to that realization like what you were saying you can't unsee it now like yeah you yeah we're, if we're we're not the thing that's so funny about that progressive commercial where the guy's coaching the people not to be their parents is because it's true it's like we are we will default into what we learned in our early years all the philosophies even some of the ways in which we move you know what i mean if we're not aware of that um and it takes a lot for somebody who put as much into schooling and i'm sure has student loans to be able to make such a big decision how has your friends family how have you dealt with it from i mean the perspective of other people's and i'm not even talking about people on the internet because I, i'm sure you i don't know what role you played in your family if you were the hero or whatever but i'm sure that everybody was proud of you for you know what you achieved and accomplished in your career already just all the work you put in what's it been like for others and you dealing with others and their thoughts and opinions have they been supportive or have you had to protect yourself a little bit more from oversharing well with my mom i tell her everything and i like i want to take care of her with with my money because I grew up living paycheck to paycheck and she just did everything for me. So like, I will tell her when I get a commission, like I'll tell her how much I made this week and she gets so excited with me, like, cause she's just my biggest supporter. But then Aww, once sweet. I told her that I was like ready to leave my job, she was like, no, you, you <laughs> went to school for so long with this. I'm like, mom, I'm not making crap at my job and I'm making so much money here. Like what, what's the problem? And same thing with my dad, he's like, why would you do that? I'm like, cause I don't like it. <laughs> so definitely people just, I'm like, I, I recognize I have this degree. I worked really hard, but like, it's okay not to use your degree. It's okay not to go to school and like switch your path. If it turns out to be something that you're not no longer passionate about. You got, well, wow, that's funny. Like, really? Because I'm having all these different references. I'm thinking about my own daughter saying that to me, like my 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 little my little uh, six-year-old growing up and saying that to me and me, you know, just, oh, you're not going to do, you know, your, your doctor job anymore, you know? And it's like, oh my God, are you going to be okay, baby? Like, it, 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 but then, you know, I also... <laughs> I, you know, I also think about it, how different I had it. Cause I didn't even go to high, like I had nothing to lose. I didn't have any, even a high school. I think I did go back and get my GED. Um, but I didn't have a college degree, a, a, a profession. I hadn't even gotten my contractor's license. I mean, I was still so early in the game. So I really had nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Like I had nothing to lose back in 2009 or whatever, when I got started. Um, but you, you know, you, one would look at you and say, well, you have a lot to lose, have a lot to give up. Why would you're, you're comfortable there. Right. But it's such a, I look at what you're doing here as such a more courageous thing. I mean, again, I had, I didn't have a, you know what, to 
pee in or a window to throw it out of. You know what I mean? I couldn't afford to pay attention at that time and and didn't, you know, and I think a lot of people right now are in that and especially a lot of people like in their 30s and 40s, right? Are yeah. like have had their maybe even in their 20s, but have had got their degree, are in a profession, are going I, I, I want to leave, but I don't want to leave. Yeah. Right. Or I'm, I want to leave, but I'm afraid to start something new. Yeah. I've already got a, you know, I'm already this far down the, the kind of path. Um, and I think your words there about it's okay to not use your degree. How many people do you think like in, you know, how many of your friends, how many, how many people do you believe are not using their degrees at this point? In, in in the United States of America, do you think it's over fifty percent of people who are not working in their in their degree field at this point? It just seems like, from my <laughs> perspective, I'm talking to people every day who are not. Yeah, well, and you know what's so funny? My boyfriend went to Georgia Tech and um, has a great degree, and he is a contractor. He paints houses and does stuff like that. And I remember, like, when I met him. And we've been together for a while, but when I met him, I'm like, why do you do that when you have this nice degree? And it's because he makes a crap ton more and he has his freedom and stuff. Um, what did he have a degree in? Finance. And he's doing good. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I mean, it's just crazy, man. And I think a lot of it is just, it's the same. It, I was, you know, I'm into watches. You know, I like to collect watches. And um, I was listening to this 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 r really old school watchmaker from Swiss named Philip Dufour the other day talk about how schools in Switzerland are not really teaching people how to be creative watchmakers, but instead just preparing them for the bigger factories, the bigger companies that already have. And they just really need them to do simple tasks, not build new complications or innovate. Yeah. And, you know, I think the same thing is true for our just entire education system. I mean, it's like a big deal if, if you know, if you're learning about entrepreneurship, but are you really learning about entrepreneurship? Because it's really difficult to learn about entrepreneurship when you're not in the middle of the business and totally immersed. And I think that's what people get here at Legendary that they don't get at university. How would you describe this learning community and process and platform as different from what you went through in college? I mean, it's crazy. Like college, it's like, this is question a you need to answer question b or else like you get the question wrong and like i feel like legendary really like they really encourage testing things they really encourage like using your brain and like being creative um and like everything that i've learned has just been like mind-blowing i mean learning the skills to make money online like you don't learn that in college you don't learn ways where you can make like exorbitant amounts of money that people won't even believe it because it's so much money that you just happen to make online um, from some skills that you learned that took you a few weeks and not people won't people first. wouldn't believe it mm -mm, nobody believes it <laughs> but it's I mean, it's I mean, like it's let, let's let's just give people a perspective here and this is not a guarantee of income what have mm -hmm. what have you brought in total in your business since you've started in the last five months um pro probably probably like five hundred and sixty thousand dollars 
Yeah. Total with all of my. I mean, and <laughs> and that's and that's you know that's um not a guarantee of income, and quite frankly, I hesitate to even share that on this show with all of you because. I don't want anyone to think that that's my, that I'm in any way, shape or form saying that that is going to happen for you. Um, but man, oh man, um, you're right. It's, it's, it's almost like the cheat codes. You know what I mean? Like the cheat codes are not taught in the mainstream yeah. uh, system. The cheat codes to start a company. You know what I mean? The cheat codes mm -hmm. to be an entrepreneur, the gritty underground cheat codes that you need I mean, this, all this stuff that we have here in Legendary, um, they're not teaching this. And this is the most basic, real-time, real-life, what's going on and what's working right now. And we even have to, as a, I think part of the problem with the education system is they're just too big. We're a small, I think nowadays, it's almost boutique education. You got to go to a specific community like Legendary if you like in 2023, I don't know what it's going to be if all this kind of information is going to be in Harvard or your local community college in 10 years, but it's not there now. And so you have to come into a community, an almost underground community, you know, that's ran by a bunch of people who just happen to crack a code in a specific area. And you go in there and you just totally immerse yourself. And it's almost like that's the cheat code nowadays to learn skills that give you the ability to make 565,000 in five months. And you've never done anything like that before because you sure as hell ain't going to learn that. And there ain't no regular profession that you're going to fill out an application. That's going to give you that kind of opportunity. Do you agree with that? Yeah. And they don't want to teach you how to become an entrepreneur because they need people working for them and they need those nine to fivers. And of course we need those nine to fivers, but like not going to be me. And if you don't want that life, then, you don't have to have that life. Um, I think like the first step is like opening your mind to the possibilities. Like as soon as I, when like a lot of people, I think start the legendary program, just looking for a side hustle, not trying to like do anything too intense. And then once they're in it, they're like, like, this is everything. I can't go back to like my normal life now after I've learned this stuff. After you put on the marketing shades, it's like you can't <laughs> you can't unsee it. That yeah. just like we were talking about with you, go like your whole probably young life and then college, eight years. You're imagining and building up this this goal, this job as a this career as a, a chiropractic doctor, and then you get there, and it's not anything like you imagined, and you can never unsee that again. And then the same yeah. way you come over here and you begin to learn this information, you put on the marketing shades and you never will look at the world the same again because you see, oh my God, this is how people are literally siphoning off money from the internet. I mean, whether they're posting ads or whether they're generating leads or whether they're driving affiliate sales or whether they're selling lotions, potions or pills or knickknacks or fidget spinners or they're doing coaching, consulting, they're hosting live Zoom events, they're creating digital courses one time and selling them over and over again. It's like, oh my God, it's happening all around me and I can't unsee it. And now, you know, there's urgency now all of a sudden to actually follow through. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I just got a phone call.
I, I knew mom. I should have used it my laptop, mom. but I'm like, my phone camera's way better. We're going to use my phone. <laughs> it was mom. It was mom calling if we had any commissions to She's celebrate. Like, did, how much did you make today, honey? So far, it's, it's almost noon. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, we're, you know, when, once you start going through the challenge, I think even on the first couple of days, like you said, like, yeah, it's really, it's like, oh my God, like I think a lot of dots get connected for people about things that they've seen out on the internet that maybe they didn't understand, you know, or things that they've tried in the past and they didn't understand. And it's just like, wow, the dots start get to, to get connected and you get a little bit obsessed. I got the same way. I was like, ain't no way I'm going back to, you know, or that I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And so, um, so Let's talk a little bit about Instagram. Um, you like Instagram. Uh, it's what you're going to be talking about at our mastermind coming up. You actually talked about Instagram at the virtual mastermind. It's just working for you. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's not that other platforms are not working for you as well, but I think this is kind of like where your central hub is, or at least you feel the most comfortable on the platform. Why mm -hmm. is that? So I feel like a lot of people get frustrated with Instagram because it's harder to go viral. I mean, it's not TikTok. TikTok is so great for like getting a huge, a ton of people to watch your stuff. But with Instagram, like it's such a good place to grow a community. And it takes a lot of trust for people to be willing to purchase from you, especially to purchase a more expensive product from you. So like you might get a ton of front end, smaller ticket sales from TikTok or Facebook. But then when it comes to the back ticket sales, they're like, I don't even know this girl. Like, do, it, do I even trust her? Um, so I feel like Instagram is like a really good place to get all of those conversions because you can share to your story. People will see that. They're like, oh, she's out walking her dog. She's eating McDonald's for lunch. I eat McDonald's. Like it makes people feel like they know you and then you okay. can DM them, have conversations. So I think it's just a really good place to build that community. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. April, I'll take a question or two. Just drop it in the, in the chat. Um, so, so uh, why, why do you think that, um, do you think it's just, so it's a combination of the fact that you can do stories, you can do reels, you can do, you know, regular post in, in maybe even people trust Instagram more than TikTok. Do you think that's, do you think there's any of that going on as well? The same, you know, um, we'll talk about the fact that you have a lot of impersonators as well. Um, but I, I think that's, kind of, you know, it's, what do you do about that? I mean, you can look at that as a negative or as a positive, but what do you, what do you think it is about Instagram that makes it a, an easier uh, platform to connect with people and get them to trust you? You think it is because there's those different formats and they're able to see you in more of just a video that flings across their for you page. I think so because TikTok spends a lot of money on their algorithm and making it like a for you page type platform and yeah. in, or and Instagram spends a lot of money on making it a social based platform like that's what they want to be known as they want that to be known as like that platform where you can talk to your friends make friends like share your life with people. So I think that it is like just the combination of everything that Instagram has to offer. It just makes you easier to relate to and makes people feel like they know you. Yeah. 
what do you think um what do you think that it's been what do you what would you attribute your success with your with your marketing content to um you know a lot of people have a hard time getting getting their content seen getting their content to go you know to take off what what would you was there a turning point at some point within your um, within your journey that things kind of changed a little bit and your content started doing better? Yeah, well, and I, so I think I say this all the time and some people have different opinions on this, but I think your content when you're first starting your account should be different than when you're established with followers, because when you're first starting your account, you're in that growth phase. You don't even have an audience to be talking about what you're promoting. You need to gain that audience. So you need to be giving a lot of just valuable information for free. Um, so like if you are in the make money online niche, post about side hustles. If you are in the fitness niche, post about like how to structure your eating routine around your workout. And then once you gain that audience, so at some point you're just gonna have to draw a line in the sand. Like before you're like, okay, I'm in the growth phase. We're gonna be posting about things that's gonna help me grow my account, draw the line in the sand. And now, now you're like, all right, I'm in the sales phase. Now we're gonna be talking about things that are gonna get people to trust me and start to buy my product. So that's yeah. how I see it. And a lot of people will disagree with that, but I mean, it worked, it has worked really well with, for me, so. Yeah. And, and basically <clears throat> what you mean by that, if I may, is that you mean basically that first getting it, those first thousand followers pretty much on any platform, mm -hmm. you should really just be using that time to dial in your messaging and just deliver mm -hmm. value only and not worry about making a sale, yeah. not worry about being the ultimate expert. You know, we see so many people who want to go into the make money online niche and they say, well, I don't know what to do. I've never made any money. And it's like, well, what you're saying here is in those first thousand followers, don't worry about the fact that you've made money. It's not about you. Get used to teaching and delivering value and delivering mm -hmm. edutainment, as we call it in the blueprints, and don't and, and learn how to develop that kind of content instead of just the, look, I made a thousand dollars, follow me and click my link in the bio. Anybody can do that. Right. Anybody could do that if you had made a thousand dollars. Anybody could say, hey, look at my screenshot. Hey, look at my thing. I made a thousand dollars. Click the link in my bio. I mean, folks, that literally is what people who you you call a scammer online are probably doing like those kind of videos. So you, you really want to stay away from that kind of stuff. And especially at the beginning, because you're um, because you're, you don't really have. For on TikTok anyways, you can't even put a link in there. Yeah. And if you have no followers and you're giving people calls to action to go buy stuff right away, then you're probably going to be less trustworthy anyway. So I hear what I hear you saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, use that first thousand followers on any platform to learn how to dial in your message, learn how to deliver value, learn how to teach things, learn how to make videos that just people want to watch regardless if you're selling something and only think about what's in it for them, not what's in it for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then I think people get too obsessed with that because they see their follower account growing, but then they're not making sales. So then you have to reevaluate and think, all right, we're switching gears here. We're no longer in our growth phase. Now we need to convert our followers into customers. So kind of think of a different strategy at that point. Um, okay. Like I like to do a lot of storytelling, like okay. 
you know, you don't have to make income claims, just make people feel like they can relate to you and like trust what you're offering. Yeah. And some of the best ways to make, to show people that you're successful or describe, and, and we'll talk about your picking of your niche and, um, you know, how you decided to promote the products that you're promoting, including legendary, because people, you know, we, we want to address that and talk about that and talk about the, the, um, where a lot of people start and, and sort of normalize this process for some of you. Um, uh, why don't we jump into that? Uh, it's a question that so many people have just to, just to stay on track here. Um, so what may, you know, you're brand new to this, right? You're a chiropractor. you don't have any online experiences. All you're doing is cracking backs and cracking necks. <laughs> right. And, and that was after eight years of, of university. And so you're boom, You've been in IRL in real life. You come online and you go through this, this course, you, you, you say, Hey, I really want this. I'm, I'm going to buy the blueprints. I'm going to get serious about this. I'm going to put some skin in the game. I'm going to learn this stuff. And you're presented the same way that everybody else is presented with, Hey, here's a business plan. Here's how to develop that business plan. And there's a litany of different, you know, a litany of different niches you can choose. I talk about the main three ones, the, the big three, health, wealth, and relationships, and how there's different sub-niches off of those, those niches. But you're promoting make money online products, Legendary being one of them. And it, what other products are you promoting right now? Is there other, you don't have to name them even, is there other, are, are you promoting software? Are you promoting other courses? Are you promoting, are you promoting anything else uh, as you started and then here now i mean it's only been five months yeah so i only started with one product which is legendary because i just think you need to get that like you need to be comfortable with that one product before you overwhelm yourself with a bunch of products but now i have tons of products i have courses that teach you how to grow a following i have a course that teaches you how to run paid facebook ads you know you kind of find things that you learn to that you can trust and you can start incorporating those into your email list as time goes on. But I did start with legendary and then you'll know when you're ready to start adding in more products. Don't start with like a ton of products at first, cause then you're just going to get overwhelmed. And basically wh why did you choose? I mean, you could have been a chiropractor uh, and everybody has a profession and an expertise or everyone has knowledge or experience with something. So I'm just naming what Becca's is, but Try, try as you're listening to think about mm, what do I know about what, do, what, 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 you know, relate all this stuff to yourself. Um, so why didn't you go into the health niche? Why did you decide to go into the, to the, to the wealth or the online marketing, make money online niche? Well, so I think it's really natural. I, so a lot of people are like, well, everybody's promoting legendary and like, First of all, that's not true. You don't even know if they took legendary because they're not promoting legendary, they're promoting their health and fitness products. But I think it's natural to want to go into something that you just like felt comfortable with. And so with legendary, like I, it like was mind blowing and I hadn't made any money yet with it. So I wasn't, it wasn't like it changed my life in a financial way yet, but it changed my life in like a just knowledge way. Like I learned all of these skills that I never knew existed before. So that's kind of like where my passion like started to grow to rather than 
chiropractic and health and things like that. So that's why I started there. And I think that's natural for a lot of people to do. And once you get comfortable with one niche, you can branch off into other niches as well. Same with products. Well, what you said there about, you know, people thinking that a lot of people are promoting legendary, it's, it's really untrue. Uh, It's just your algorithm is probably set to the make money online niche. And so you're seeing a lot of, you know, similar content. But yeah, we had 100,000 people take the challenge last year. And I think about 5% of them are affiliates, you know, legendary. And, you know, a lot of people come into this community and are, you know, just getting started in the in the challenge and haven't really done anything, haven't contributed any value yet themselves to the community or anybody else. And they're like, tell me all the products you promote and the niches you're in, you know, give me examples of products. And it's like, well, people do research, actual real research. And we teach that in the blueprints about how to evaluate products, how to find products in, in different niches. Um, we talk about it all the time on decade in a day. We actually, every decade in a day, uh, develop a brand new business plan from scratch, go out and find a brand new product, build the funnel around it. If, if you guys are looking to participate in something like that, come to decade in a day, you can, you can, you can, uh, come as many times as you want. Uh, but you know, people do the actual research to go find these products and it's, it's, you know, it's a business there. Although we're a community, people are also running their individual businesses. And, you know, I think that, that, you know, we have to realize and respect the time and the effort that people are putting in to going out and researching various different products. And, 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 you know, people don't always want to share their links with everybody or share their funnels with everybody. I mean, I, I I was recently invited to go and speak at at ClickFunnels. We're their I'm their number one affiliate. Not even our entire community, just me. I'm their number one affiliate. But I didn't I I didn't go because number one, I'm focused here on legendary a hundred percent in not speaking from stages and being a guru and going around. It's just not where I'm at in life right now. It's not something I want, and it's not going to bring value to our clients. What it would do was I'd be up in front of a stage of 3,500 people who were, you know, it's like funnel hacking, you know. So we have to we have to realize that people, you know, people are promoting all kinds of different things, all kinds of different products. And, you know, they may not, um, you know, you may not know about it. Uh, but if you stick around, you will, and they're, they'll share things with you and you'll learn things. But I think there's something to say with realizing that, well, you know, I think, I think it comes down to entitlement, you know, and when we become entrepreneurs, it's really difficult to make that transition to realize that nobody owes you anything. You know, nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes, nobody owes us anything. And nobody's also coming to save us. Um, really the buck stops with you. You are the boss and, um, and you're responsible for for everything. There's a there's there's a different mindset. Some people feel overwhelmed with that. Some people feel empowered by that. How does that make you feel? Um, I mean, I definitely agree with you. As like far as like people feel a sense of entitlement, and you know, like I worked hard to get where I'm at, and and it's okay for you not to know every single product that I'm promoting, like maybe you should go out and find products that you believe in and want to promote instead of like copying something that 
everybody else is doing because then that makes you no longer an entrepreneur. It makes you a follower. It makes you like somebody that your employee says, this is what to do and you go do it. Um, so I'm like hesitant. Like I don't always like sharing like all of the products that I promote with people. Um, or I'm like, if you want to learn, go subscribe to my emails, then you can go see everything. <laughs> right. Right. It's crazy how every, how literally, if you want to learn about things, I mean, it's all just right there on your computer screen is all you got to do is click around a little bit, you know, and, and, um, Becca, it's one of the reasons why I think being successful as an entrepreneur is actually pretty easy. And the reason why I think that is because I've been doing it for 12 years and everybody quits. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Everybody quits. It's amazing how easy people quit. I, I've yeah. never I've it's 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 almost it's almost like it's almost mind boggling. You don't even have to be that good. You know what I mean? You really don't. You don't have to be an exceptional talent. You have to. Ha you don't have to be the Michael Jordan of of entrepreneurship or online marketing. You really just have to not quit, and and keep going. Um, even if you're just in that research phase, right? Even if you're just in that thinking. I think we, I think we under um, we 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 sort of uh, don't put enough um, weight into the getting ready to get ready phase. Remember when you were watching um, Camilla and you were preparing to make a decision? I think a lot of times we start to criticize ourselves when we get into comparisonitis mode when we're watching other people, when really giving ourselves the time to actually get ready to do something is really respectful and it's honoring this big huge decision that we're about to make and i think that sometimes we rush the process again we get entitled we get impatient how have you given yourself permission to go at your own speed well it's easier said than done i mean i remember when i was first starting out and i would see all of these successful people and in hindsight, I'm like, I was just starting, like I needed to, to chill out, but I'm like, is like, I'm never going to get there. This is going to take forever. But like, you just have to, I basically, I kept telling myself whenever I would have doubts, I would be like, no, you're going to do this. Like you are not quitting. You're miserable in your job. Like you have reasons for doing this. You're going to do this. And that's like what kind of forced me to stay consistent. And now that I've been in it for a little bit to at least understand the rhythm of it, like I recognize that it comes and goes in waves. You know, if I'm having like a lower wave, I don't get all this anxiety anymore. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, in a few weeks, that'll probably be right back up. Um, so I think it, I think it's easier said than done. I think it's really natural to like want to rush things for sure and be like, where's the money? I want it right now. Um, and, and mom's going, do we got any more commissions yet? My mom, I know mom's watching, so. Oh, actually, no, she's My mom not. did that. My mom did what? She's not watching. She's not. She has no idea what I'm doing. Oh, she just she knows no the money's for. coming in. And she never, I mean, so much, none of my family knows what I do. I mean, <laughs> I, I brought them to an event one time. This was back, this was back a long time ago. I brought them to an event and they were just like, what is going on? Who are all these people? <laughs> Yeah, and then especially, I really, like, am, I really credit, like, 
older generations that are starting this and like re realizing that this is the way that the world is and that are taking the time to learn these skills and are, and are crushing it. I mean, cr absolutely crushing it. But like, um, you know, because it, it is a totally different world now than it was when they were growing up. And like the internet is so much more powerful now than it was even 10 years ago. Um, mm -hmm. so it's like, they have to step out of their comfort zone and like realize this whole new world of possibilities. So I like really, um, respect like people that didn't grow up with the internet that are doing oh, this man. right now. You mean, I mean, like you talking about boomers? Yeah. Or like, even like maybe boomers. like, yeah. Cause I, I got, I got all boomer parents right now. You know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. and, and um, I mean, and they're great. They're great. I love them. Um, I know, I know when I, when I see people who are, you know, um, yeah, they're, they're even, even, I think that, that, you know, even people in their fifties, like technology really just started to come out when I was a kid, mm -hmm. you know, so, and I'm a millennial, you know, so, um, yeah, even people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, of course, I mean, if you're in your 80s in, or 90s and you're crushing it, um, yeah, but it's a huge transition and, um, and you can do it and you can do it. It's something that uh, is a learnable skill and it just takes sitting there and being a little bit patient with it sometimes. Um, somebody, I believe it was another doctor, maybe, I think it was Justin, I, I lost a comment now, but he said, why, why, what do you think about using doctor in your name on social media platforms? Why did you decide either to or to not? Um, that's a past life. <laughs> I don't feel like, I mean, of course I had a chiropractic social media and it's, and it's on private now, like you guys won't be able to find it, but I had doctor in the name. Um, but now yeah. not anymore. I mean, I'm not like, I don't expect people to call me Dr. Becca. I'm like, I'm a marketer. I'm your colleague. I'm your friend. I'm not like the, your superior who's about to diagnose you with some situation and cure you for it. So like, that's just not, that's a yeah. past life. We're done with that. <laughs> Moving on to the next chapter. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Um, and I think that you found that that's not been a big deal. It's not about labels and titles and being, as you say, superior to other people. Um, it's about what, what is it about? What is it about instead of all that stuff? I mean, I just think it's about, we all that are doing this, we have different goals, but I think we all in the end game have a goal and that is to have more freedom, you know? And I think just, we can all relate on that level. Like we're all just regular people. Nobody is like, I mean, most people weren't born into like wealthy families or inherited a trust fund, or they probably wouldn't be doing this. I mean, I think we all just have that end game and we're really all similar, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are. And the last thing somebody wants to feel when they're watching your videos is that you think that you're better than them, you know, or you think that you're smarter than them or whatever. Um, people are struggling every day. Most people, as you even said with your with your story earlier about how you even found us, you know, you were depressed about doing your 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 career for the rest of your life. You know, you weren't on social media. You didn't wake up that day 
uh, it wasn't the best day of your life. You were, you did, you were feeling like the world was on top of you, not you were on top of the world. And so, you know, people, I think social media can be very toxic. Surely it can use us. It's very addictive, but if used correct, if used in the right way, if we use these powers for good, it really is a way to connect with people. People are finding a lot of hope uh, by being able to hear other people's stories, watch other people's videos. Of course, we're connecting each other with income opportunities and businesses and knowledge and stuff like that. But it starts with a little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. It starts with a video that somebody watches to where they just get a little, little drop of inspiration and a little bit of hope. And um, that goes a long way. That, 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 authentic human connection that for whatever reason, I can't explain how we're doing it. We're having it through phone screens. You know, we're building, it's just crazy to think about the way in which this is all going, especially, you know, two people who came from very in real life backgrounds, me swinging a hammer and you, uh, you know, you adjusting backs and necks and bodies. But, um, but it's possible and, and, and uh, we're all doing it from home. So what is life like now compared to when you got up and went to the office every day? What, what is different now that you're, you've actually made the transition? You've now even stopped doing chiropractic work. What is life like? Tell us if it's everything that you wanted it to be. Yeah. Well, so what's really important to me is I'm a single mom and like I've always wanted to be a stay at home mom, but that is impossible when you're a single mom because who's going to pay the bills? And I never thought it would be like realistic for me to ever do anything like this. So I get my daughter off the school bus every day, um, which is just like amazing because she would have to go to daycare before or stay with my mom until late. Um, I have time to go grocery shopping in the middle of the day instead of like waiting till I get off work and then like trying to rush home and make dinner. It's just much more relaxing. Sundays are relaxing. I don't feel like I have to rush around getting ready for the work week. Um, I just feel like I can go at my own pace. And some days I will be productive and work for five hours. And then some days I don't work at all. And I'll just repost some things that I made the day before. Mm. Um, I have so many vacations booked so many that I would have like never, never gotten time off or like wouldn't have been able to, to do like, I think I have like five vacations planned coming up and I'm like, who else can do that? Like who else can just request off work for five vacations? Um, So it's like really just nice. It's like, just, I feel very comfortable. And my friends are like, you look so happy. And it's not that money buys happiness. And I have people say this all the time because I'm like, I'm happier. And they're like, so you're saying money buys happiness? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm just not stressed all the time. Like I'm content with my life and I do what I want when I want and I'm happy about it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it does. It's not that black and white. It's not, it's, it's just that um money money buys uh fortunately or unfortunately however people want to view it i mean i buy i view it fortunately because it's money i don't i don't view money as hard to get you know it's just a mindset thing it's not Mm -hmm. a it's not a superiority or anything like that i don't think i'm better than anybody i i i i've worked really hard to develop this mindset but i'm glad that money buys 
uh, vacations. Money buys the fact that I don't have to go to a job um, because then that stuff buys happiness. That yeah. that buys that time with my. I, I have the same thing. I have, I mean, my wife and I work out of a, a home that's around the corner from our our main home, and you know, I mean, a lot of days whether I'm walking, riding my 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 truck, or I'm riding in the golf cart over to the the house you know, working and then home every day at the same time, you know, every single day we sit around and have dinner at our house. You know what I mean? Um, besides the Tuesday and Friday where, where I go to a, a, a meeting and, and then on Friday, we usually have a, a date night or something, or I'll take my daughter out for a date night, go climbing or something. But I mean, yeah, it's like the ability to be able to just not have work dominate your house to where your schedule, your boss, the company, whatever determines what your family schedule is. I mean, I've, I've worked, watched so many of my, my relatives, including an uncle, uh, you know, have to miss holidays because he worked retail and it's just, man, it's tough. You know, it's tough. Mm -hmm. That's where, that's where work and just to have that freedom, um, you know, and some people will go as far as to say, I'd rather cry in a Lamborghini than an Acura. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying some people have said that. <laughs> you hear the saying that's like, I've been rich and I've been poor and I was a lot happier when I was rich than when I was <laughs> Absolutely. Well, my friend, it has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad that we now have our wake up legendary episode uh on the on the books and you know maybe we can twist your arm and and have you come back in the near future but we'll yeah. certainly be hanging out with you at the mastermind here coming up yay can't wait i know it's going to be a lot of fun so all right make sure that you all fought do not follow the impersonators um do you have a message for the impersonators out there do you have a message for these people Stop messing Am I with her. To stick my middle finger up? <laughs> yes, girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, you know what else, guys? If you message an impersonator and they are speaking, I feel like you should be able to tell because they don't even speak in complete sentences. Like, I feel like just or you know what? Also, ask them to send you a voice message. I'll also, I'll always send you a voice message if you don't believe who it is. But that's my username, so just watch out for misspellings. Some people will put an underscore, period, three C's. Just, and it's always such a like a like a Bitcoin Ponzi scheme or something yeah. or some sort of forex thing or something. It's like. We're not doing that stuff, guys. <laughs> we're not doing that stuff, gals. We're, we're just not. None, no, you know, we, the reason why we're not doing that stuff is because of the core four business models that we teach right here at Legendary. They're the best. They're, they're you know, I, I've just be careful of the damn impersonators out there, okay? Because there's some snakes in the grass. Yeah. And so, um, but your Instagram is make money W Becca. Okay. That's your official one. And then you're also over on TikTok. Let me give your official one here just so everybody has that. Make money W with W Becca three. And is that accounts that you've had to, are you on multiple accounts? Three. I'm on my third TikTok. Each one gets oh. a new number. Okay. So <laughs> each one gets a number. All right. So there you go. Like. Okay, so you've you've had accounts banned. You're on your third. 
So you've not let that stop you. So I'm on this my second a, Facebook too. So this is my you've, third TikTok. You've, you've, you've <laughs> now, ahead. are you chalking this up to the fact that this is just how the game goes? And sometimes these plat, it's like a, it's like a fight of cat and mouse or David and Goliath, whatever you want to call it with these platforms that you're just constantly, you've, you've realized how the game works now that, that if you're yeah. going to market hard, and you're going to run this like a business, there's going to be some conflict. You're going to be David, Facebook or TikTok or whoever is Goliath, and you're just always kind of bumping heads with them. Is yeah. Would that be a good way to describe it? Yeah, but don't let it stop you. Like when my first TikTok got shut down, I cried. And now I'm like, that was the best thing ever because I just made a new TikTok and reposted all of those same things to Instagram and Facebook and all of them went crazy viral. So like my first talk TikTok didn't get banned. I don't know that I would have the Instagram that I have today, you know, like don't wow. let it get you down. Just make a new one. You did it before you can do it again. That's just part of the game. I feel like this episode could easily be called find the silver lining folks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything happens for a reason. It really does. We'll leave it there. Becca, have a wonderful day. Say hello to mom for me. Okay. <laughs> I will. Tell Thank her, you. I believe Dave Sharp believes many more commissions will be coming in for Becca. So I'll let her know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you at the mastermind here coming up. Okay. Take yeah. care. You're Stay right. legendary, Bye. my friend. See ya. All right, my friends. There you have it. The Becca Duncan interview wake up legendary episode truly a legendary one and you can go and follow her and connect with her real accounts as i said on instagram make money w for with w becca b e c c a make money with w becca and then over on uh tiktok it's make money again w becca three because she's on her third account I love that. Everything about her story is so similar to all of the, 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 the struggles and challenges that I hear and we hear about every single day inside of this community, which is, you know, I, I, I had a fight with Facebook and lost, lost my account, had a fight with TikTok, lost, lost my account, you know, and I even just saw a comment. Yeah, that happened. Felt, feel like a failure. Listen, my friends, this is I'm going to stick with that analogy, David and Goliath. You know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, it's you against the world, baby. It's like Tupac said, seriously, it's you against the world. Find yourself a couple of friends that can hold you up as you're going through this process, this journey. It's going to be a hard one and put your seatbelt on. Nobody said it's going to not be bumpy. It's going to be a little bit bumpy. Keep all hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, right? But don't stop. Keep your foot on the gas, on the gas. Don't put it on the brake and don't constantly stop because then you have to get going again. Keep the momentum going. You'll be amazed what you could accomplish. Maybe even similar to Becca, even a slice, even a percentage of what she's done in five months uh, would be you know, life changing for, for anybody. So, all right, my friends, we'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode. And thanks again, Becca. Peace.